This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Francis has a pretty bad track record on pretty much everything in the church, to be honest with you. But one area especially, how he deals with monstrous, sinful priests who use their positions of authority to engage in wicked sins of the flesh. His track record on that is atrocious. Only in cases where the world is watching so closely that things just can't be swept under the rug does he appear to really do anything concrete about the problem. We have another story of Francis sweeping things under the rug to go over, and it's especially a strange story because the priest is responsible for some imagery used in official Vatican artwork for various synods in the past that you've seen, meaning he is a very well-connected Jesuit priest. Because yes, he's a Jesuit, and that plays in rather importantly here. And Francis just spared this priest from the ultimate spiritual sentence, excommunication. So merciful of him. Let's get into the story. And as we need to do from time to time, to frame this really, let's check in with Paca Papa Francis himself for some words of wisdom that should help us enrich our spiritual lives, help us grow in our faith, and understand the deeper mysteries of life. Francis met with leaders of some French organization in Rome recently, and he asked for their spiritual support in the most secular way imaginable. Quote, I ask you not to forget to pray for me, the pontiff urged members of the French organization leaders pour la paix. And if someone does not pray because he does not know how or cannot, at least send me good vibes. I need them for this work. End quote. Ah oh, yes, good vibes. The church truly is in good hands these days, isn't it, folks? That really shouldn't surprise anyone, though, and it should help us to remember that Francis has an odd track record on the more pressing issues in the church today, including how bad priests who engage in wicked sins of the flesh are dealt with. Francis's track record is terrible on that, not in a mismanagement sense, because that would only speak to incompetence. And to a degree, we can all kind of sympathize with incompetence to a level. No, his track record shows that he actively sweeps this stuff under the rug, unless he absolutely cannot. We have another story pointing to this that I've been following for several days now. LifeSite reported on this yesterday. Francis protected a high-ranking Jesuit that I've covered here before from automatic excommunication for his many attempts to engage in illicit activities of the flesh with nuns, either through, you know, voluntarily or involuntarily. The priest didn't seem to care about consent and tried to cover his tracks by absolving the nuns in question in the confessional himself, which earns any priest who tries that in automatic excommunication according to the code of canon law. So, uh, Send some good vibes to Francis for his conversion because he clearly needs it because he protected this priest from automatic excommunication for this. From the LifeSite News article, quote, Francis has reportedly intervened to swiftly lift the excommunication of a notable Jesuit who was automatically excommunicated and found guilty by an ecclesiastical court of absolving in confession a wo woman with whom he'd had relations of the flesh. Italian news outlet Left.it recently reported that Father Marco Ivan Rupnik, S.J., had been accused of psychologically and uh, fleshly abusing religious sisters. Rupnik, a prominent Jesuit and director of Rome's Aleti Center, had been accused by a number of nuns in Slovenia of, quote, uh, mental games and uh, fleshly violence, reported Left. The accusations themselves dated back to the early 1990s and involved the community of nuns.
which was founded by a nun to whom Rupnik was both a friend and a, quote, spiritual father. After allegations were made against Rupnik, the Bishop of Ljubljana removed the Slovenian Jesuit from the diocese in 1992 to 1993. Since just prior to then, Rupnik has been based in Rome at the Central Aleti, as well as directing the Central Aleti and teaching at various pontifical institutions in the city. He has held a number of curial positions, including being a consultant for the Pontifical Council for Culture and the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. Rupnik, a prominent artist, has gained increased notoriety in recent years due to painting the official image of the 2022 World Meeting of Families, and upon the request of John Paul II, leading the renovations of the Vatican's Redemptoris Mater Chapel. Left reported that, with the Vatican unable to ignore the reportedly increasing evident turmoil in the religious community Rupnik had left behind in Slovenia, an ecclesiastical procedure was initiated against him in 2021, led by fellow Jesuit Bishop Daniel Libanori, the auxiliary bishop of the Diocese of Rome, end quote. It's like 30 years, folks. 30 years. You may remember the story reported in 2021 as they're getting ready for the synod on the weird art that the priest made. He has a long track record of making this weird art that many, including myself, just finds deeply unsettling. The merging of the heads of Christ and saints in his artwork is a running theme in his work going back several years. I actually have a bookmark from some previous synod that I got at a parish years ago. That's image, that by the way, this picture is here of the image is of the priest of his weird artwork. And I got pushback from people last year when I reported on it because I pointed out how weird it was and it made me an old fuddy-duddy, I guess. Well, it turns out the priest is a bad, bad man. And for some reason, I'm just not that surprised by this story. Part of the reason for just not being that surprised by this story is that despite Francis's words about making sure bad priests can never cause harm again, he has a long track record of sweeping these things under the rug and protecting bad priests by keeping them close to him. This isn't his first rodeo with this. A noteworthy example of this came from earlier this year when Bishop Zanqueda from Argentina had been sent to jail for, uh, we'll call them Ted McCarrick-type allegations involving seminarians, hence the Ted McCarrick-type things. Francis had given the bishop shelter from the authorities in the Vatican for some time before sending him back to Argentina to face the music. I guess the heat got too hot even in Rome for Francis to cover for that guy, so he relented and sent him back to Argentina to face the music, and he has since he's going to be spending the next four years contemplating his mistakes behind bars. In the Rupnik case, Francis went further. The Jesuit piece had been automatically excommunicated for, you know, trying to have relations with a nun, or more nuns, from the sound of it. And I speak carefully here, not so much because of our host, but because we're talking about a nun and things you should never say involving nuns, things that I can't even wrap my head around involving nuns. In case you couldn't figure it out, nuns are the earthly embodiment of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They model all aspects of their lives on them, and many orders require women to be untouched in the fleshly sense before allowing them to enter religious life. And Rupnik has a history of trying to do inappropriate things with nuns. Francis really does know how to pick the priest he wants to do important work, doesn't he? But back to the LifeSide article, because this just keeps getting better and better. From the article, quote, However, according to Left's unnamed source, while the news has only emerged in recent days, Rupnik has actually already faced a canonical trial and has been found guilty in early 2022. This was corroborated by Italian Catholic news site Mesa and Latino, who wrote that, quote, 
high-level source had confirmed Rupnik had indeed faced trial earlier this year. The Jesuit had been convicted for, quote, absolving the accomplice in confession. According to Mesa and Latino, the tribunal had unanimously ruled that Rupnik had allegedly absolved in confession a woman of age in consenting with whom he had engaged in offenses against the Sixth Commandment type relations. With this being a direct violation of Canon 977, Rupnik thus would have incurred an automatic excommunication or a latentia or latte sententia excommunication, according to Canon 1378, subsection 1. This was handed down by the tribunal. Yet, according to the blog's high-level sources, Francis intervened within a few hours to overturn the excommunication, thus removing the penalty from the Slovenian priest. A few hours after the notification of the sentence, however, due to pressure from Father Rupnik, the Holy Father lifted the excommunication in contrast with the decisions of the court. I'm going to intervene here. The priest put pressure on the Holy See to lift the excommunication, and they complied. Wrap your head around that one. Continuing. The Jesuits themselves, who had a statement on the matter ready, were stopped. The blog sources added that Pope Francis's alleged intervention in favor of Rupnik had further implications, referencing the uh, uh, bad things dating back to more than 30 years ago, Mason Latino wrote that the Jesuits' attorney general wished to take Rupnik's case to trial, since these things were defined as gruesome. However, the trial did not occur, with the blog sources stating that this was due to Francis's intervention. Despite this, it seems that, due to the Holy Father's intervention, the process did not take place precisely because it was time-barred, bound by the statute of limitations. If so, we are faced with a strange conception of ecclesiastical criminal law, continued the Catholic blog. The statute of limitations is used for friends and not for enemies. End lengthy quote. And that last bit gives the whole game away. And look, there's mercy, and then there's whatever it is Francis is doing here. Francis knows the world is watching him do this. At least the Catholic world is. You know, maybe most Catholics will just say, well, he's the Pope. He's an oracle from God who cannot be wrong about everything, including his taste in sports teams and, and pop music, so it must be okay. That's not the Catholic view of the papacy. This stuff's evil, and yet this story will just get quietly swept under the rug. Now, some might say, well, a blog is reporting the story, so how accurate can it be? And the answer to that is simple. I've been citing Mason Latino for several years now. They've broken big stories, including Traditionis Custodis, before most other sites and news outlets did. Their sources are legitimate. They're based in Rome, from all I can tell. I saw one well-known American Catholic journalist, who I won't name here, posting on social media, that about, and they were talking about, without naming them, Mason Latino, that it was unethical for them to cite anonymous sources without what the journalist called evidence. But in reality, Mason Latino's track record is solid and it speaks for itself. The Jesuits released an official statement, though, about Father Rupnik on December 3rd, detailing that there are still restrictions placed on the priest. I guess that's a good thing, sort of, from the official statement from the Jesuits. Quote, during the investigatio previa, Various precautionary measures were taken against Father Rupnik, prohibition from exercising the sacrament of confession, spiritual direction, and conducting spiritual exercises. In addition, Father Rupnik was forbidden to engage in public activities without the permission of his local superior. These measures are still in force today as administrative measures, even after the response of the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. End quote. And that dicastery of the doctrine of faith response is Francis's response. 
the Society of Jesus takes seriously any complaint against any one of its members, they keep saying, the mission of the Society of Jesus is also a mission of reconciliation, and we want to welcome everyone and everyone openly, end quote. That's good, I guess. I mean, he's still free to walk around in public and mingle with the people, and we know this because he's done public things since this came down. Presumably, he can even go visit convents if he wanted to, and it sounds like he's into that kind of thing, but at least he, can, he can't administer the sacraments in private. Though I do think that last sentence saying that the restrictions are in place because the Jesuits take seriously allegations against any of their members is nonsense, because who's the biggest, who's the most important Jesuit in the world right now? That's Francis. He's still a de facto Jesuit. He's a de facto head of the Jesuits, since the head of the Jesuits, at the end of the day, answers to Francis. And Francis clearly doesn't take these kind of problems all that seriously, since the priest in this story should be in a cell somewhere, instead of being mildly inconvenienced for his wicked deeds. And these restrictions aren't all that real anyway. As that LifeSide article points out, the priest is still in active ministry and even has a YouTube channel. From the LifeSide article, quote, Yet notwithstanding the restrictions, he still lives under, Rupnik is enjoying a public life. His Centro Aleti YouTube channel posts a weekly video in which the priest discusses the gospel. The Diocese of Rome also posted a video in February of this year in which Rupnik was speaking about adoration. As Soleri non Pulsum noted, Rupnik also preached a clergy retreat in May. That's after these restrictions were put in place. And preached another retreat in August. Indeed, a number of recordings of public events led by Rupnik can be found online. End quote. Such great leadership in Rome these days. Just remember, traditional Catholics bad. Father Rupnik, not so bad. That's the message from Rome. As reports are swirling that more anti-traditional Catholic work is coming soon from the, from the Vatican, a Traditionus Custodis three, I guess, then it all begs a question. What is Francis's real priority? He is the Supreme Shepherd, or so the bishops of the church keep telling us, yet nothing of note is done to protect the flock from the wolves that have infiltrated the priesthood. And by infiltrated, I mean they were welcomed with open arms, knowingly, from the looks of things. Father Rupnik isn't the only priest he's shielded from justice, he's just the latest example in a long list of priests he's protected. So what are we to take away from all this? I want to know what you think of this story, and do you, let me know in the comments, please. Do you find that artwork as disturbing as I do? Do you find this story not terribly surprising? What other stories about priests being shielded from Francis by Francis do you uh, remember? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. This is sharing this on social media. It helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.